everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rosie Gray Hour. I know it's been a long time since we've. How are you doing, Lori? I'm doing okay, Lindsay. With everything going on in the world right now, how are you? I'm okay. I'm officially settled into my apartment in LA, and yeah, I've been unpacking boxes. I got the last box unpacked yesterday. So, well, yay, congratulations. That's a, that's a huge thing because I've lived here for a year where I live now, and I still have boxes in the garage, like lots of them. Yeah, I was so excited to get the last cardboard box out of here. I was like, oh, thank you. This is so great. And that's why we haven't recorded is because I've been trying to handle this. And of course, with the coronavirus, it was just, it's crazy times in 2020. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you look at everything that's going on and then I know you moved and then you had to change your move, um, plan to move. You changed it, I think. And then it took you for, didn't it take you like forever to get your stuff out to L.A.? Yes, I was supposed to move. I was supposed to be here April 1st. And then when the coronavirus hit, I was unsure of what I was going to do. And then I was like, you know what? It's no time like the present to move. You know, I mean, really, there's going to be no traffic uh, cross country. So I might as well go do it. And it was interesting going through each state during the middle of a global pandemic because each state had different rules. And I mean, there were some states where people wouldn't talk to you unless you had a mask on. And then there were some states that people were still giving each other hugs and touching each other. And it was just, it was crazy. But I think the craziest part was there was a lot of states that their rest areas were just closed. Oh, wow. That's got to be hard when you're traveling. Yeah, especially when you really have to go and it says next rest area, 30 miles. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it. My <laughs> do you think the side of the road? <laughs> the side of yeah. the road. And I've never been able to do that. I mean, I know men, it's easy. And I know there's women that do it. And they even have these things you, that that you can put up against yourself as a woman and pee like a man, like a funnel thing. That you're, I've seen these like advertisement for these things everywhere they actually can stick it in their pants through the hole <laughs> but i can't imagine being a woman and having to pee in a bush somewhere i mean i had to do it once when we were out on the river for a work thing one time and you know i had people standing watch and i was behind a tree in, in the woods it was just to me it's just awkward i just can't <laughs> oh it's awkward but i mean when you gotta go you gotta go so. yeah i mean there's only so long you can hold it before you you know wet your pants if you don't do something about it. So I guess that would probably <laughs> exactly. make a lot of sense. Well, I'm sure, I mean, I look at, it's, you know, people talk about like a lot of the things that we've talked about and there's been, you know, but a lot of people right now who normally wouldn't be depressed or sad or whatever, it seems like um, everybody, like the things we've talked about, that seems there's so many more people dealing with it. And I had a friend um, that just, uh, you know, I know somebody that just, had a suicide attempt and um and I feel so terrible I mean it's hard enough life's hard enough without having to deal with everything that's going on right now and then you have politics and everybody's fighting and there shouldn't really be a fight masks are masks you should wear them it's not about your I mean in my opinion it is not about anything political to you know care about your neighbor or anybody um you wear a mask to protect other people so why people are fighting that when other countries did it and are over this pandemic already, um, I don't understand. But yeah, I don't either. It's crazy. Yeah, 
it makes no sense. I mean, it shouldn't ever be political. And there's a guy who on my Facebook that posted a picture of himself and he refused to wear a mask and Menards told him he had to leave. And he said, no, he wasn't going to. And he wasn't wearing a mask because he's not a sheep. And nine other people were out and asked clap for him like he was so smart. And you know what? If he ends up sick and in a hospital, I'd rather it be somebody who acts like that than somebody that's actually trying to take care of them, you know, wear masks for other people. I mean, I hate it for anybody. But if you're going to act like that, then, you know, it's called karma. But yeah. I think it's horrible because you don't if you, you're going to say you care about the lives of others, then you don't put your you just, you just don't put other people at risk for no reason by having to cover up your mouth and nose. It's not going to kill you. It's like no shoes, no shirts, no service. Same thing. Exactly. You're absolutely right. I mean, and in the entertainment industry, that's one of the biggest things that, you know, people are finding with the with union work is the fact that the unions and there's multiple unions for for everybody. There's, you know, the Writers Guild, there's directors, there's, you know, cinematography, there's all kinds of unions and they just can't figure out how to, I guess, make the sets safe enough for people to feel like they can come back, especially the talent, the talent. And I don't blame the talent one bit. I mean, they're the ones that have to take their masks off to do a scene. So they are putting themselves more at risk than any, than, you know, a lot of the crew members. But I mean, in this, at the same time, imagine, you know, filming a, um, you know, anything in, you know, the heat and having to wear that mask. I mean, so you're not the only one who is suffering with a mask on. Everybody's suffering, but majority of people are are doing it and they're they're dealing with it and they're they're moving on with their lives. You know, I don't leave my apartment even to walk my dog without a mask on. I mean, in LA, I know um, you know, it's like if you see six people out on the street, three of those people don't have a mask and three do. And those people that have a mask have no problem walking like when they're walking by you, getting as close as they can. It's it's kind of, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I, I know this isn't a normal thing, but can you can you give me some space in my little bubble here? Like, you don't have to be right on top of me. I know L.A., you know, there's everybody's on top of each other, but, you know, back up a little bit. Yeah. Um, And I know that there's, you know, there's lines. I mean, there's still lines to get into like Trader Joe's here. Um. I haven't really had a line to get into grocery shopping, but I know when like Marshalls and TJ Maxx first opened back up, there were lines to get in there. There's still lines to get into Best Buy, and I know Best Buy right down uh, where I'm at off of Santa Monica, uh, they ask you, do you know what you're coming in here to get? Because if you don't know what you're coming in here to get, you can't come in. Yeah, just you can't just come in browsing around just for fun. I, what, and I was just thinking to myself, what do you need that bad at Best Buy that you want to go stand in a line for however long because you have to have it? I mean, if you need something that bad, you can order it online. Yeah, I and mean, you can do curbside pickup. I mean, that's what exactly you know exactly. I've done. I you know when I um, my roommate needed some cables for uh, and and he got himself a TV and he ordered it and did you know curbside service. So I drove up to the curb. Popped the trunk, they loaded the TV in, and it was done. I mean, there was no contact at all. Uh, and that's how they're doing, like, a lot of the uh, services out here with, like, 
you know, DoorDash. Yeah, they do that everywhere here too. In fact, none of the, none of the, um, yeah, DoorDash and, and the pizza delivery, they'll do them. And also, um, just a lot of the restaurants here, the fast food restaurants, I know Arby's and I mean, I haven't had fast food in months and months, but a lot of the fast food restaurants aren't even open. Their dining rooms are still not open. They're just doing drive through only. Um, yeah, of course same they here. do, you know, kind of like a curbside pickup and wherever else. But I mean, I, you know, I understand that needs to be done. I understand that we're doing these for all the right reasons. And then you have these Karens out there that are screaming at people or coughing in purpo- on purpose on people because, you know, they think that this is all fake. Well, my stepson's wife just had COVID and she didn't have a horrible experience with it. I mean, it was, she had a mild case. She's like 30. She had a more mild case of it. But she also told me that she had this restless leg thing after that she never had before. And so she doesn't know how this is going to affect her. And th- she has uh, three children and one of them's 18 months old. And, you know, thankfully, the kids did not get it. Um, of course, everybody now her mom, who I have, who's on my Facebook, who I haven't seen anything from since, had met she had seen her during the time she was sick and didn't know. And the mom was having these terrible headaches and she was going to be tested. So I really haven't heard any more. And her mom is a, like a C- has COPD and is a. Uh, cancer survivor. So the chances of her getting it now, I'm not sure where Katie, you know, where she got it from, but I know that she, you know, wearing a mask and all that is their part of that. Of course, they're pro mask and, and um, pro taking care of everybody else. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty sad, but I'm sure it had to do with somebody else that decided not to wear a mask and just don't care. So, um, but during this whole thing, you know, I, one thing I did, which is crazy because you would think during this whole time you would be able to do it, but I did want to mention because I talked about this a long time ago that I needed to start losing some weight. And um, three, it's going to be almost, I'm on day 81, but I started in May and I think my husband had said to me, I think that he had said something that I was like, oh, okay, because he said, you know what? And I, we started being more active once it was this, you know, once it wasn't cold anymore, started doing stuff outside or whatever. And he said, I think your butt looks a little smaller. I was like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Nah. I said, really? Yeah, you know, I've been really active and I should weigh myself. Well, what I didn't notice is after I had foot surgery last December and all that kind of stuff, I probably had gained weight. because And, and then I probably was starting to lose some of that weight that I gained. But I had actually gained five pounds from the last time I had weighed when I weighed myself. Thinking I was going to weigh less, I actually weighed more. And I made a decision and I'm not doing any of the fad shit. I'm not doing any of the, that Atkins stuff that I know I can't stick with. The clean, the clean eating diet, you can't have anything like mayonnaise, nothing like that. Everything has to be, you know, you can't have milk. And I'm like, you know what? There's no way I'm going to live like that the rest of my life. It's not going to happen. So yeah. I thought to myself, I have to do what I've done in the past that I know. One thing that really works is cutting calories because you know how much your body needs and then you cut those calories and then you're going to lose weight yeah. because you need so many calories for your body to stay at the weight it's at. So since I started in May, and like I said, I didn't do any fad diets. I haven't been doing crazy exercise or anything like that, but I've lost 35 pounds since I think May 21st. Um, That's amazing. Like, I'm, I'm so excited. proud of you. Thank you. And I have like 85 more to go, but... 
the thing is, is that, that, you know, starting and getting through the first month is really a, a trick. And then getting, once I did two months, I was, so, you know, really proud of myself. And then now that I'm almost, you know, through three months, although lately it's been very hard because I've been really wanting to eat, not junk food, because I've not eaten any junk food, but I've been wanting to eat more. And so that's been a little struggle right at the end of this three month period. But, you know, I'm proud of my, I mean, I'm definitely proud of myself. I was inspired a lot. I want to say this by my dad, Mark, um, in New York, how much he walks, how healthy he is. He's very fit. He does like, um, I think he does that where you don't eat a certain part time of the day. What is it? Oh, fasting? Uh, fasting. Yeah. Yeah. So he does that and he like is so fit and he takes such good care of himself. And he's not, he's only 13 years older than me, but he is very fit. And I think that inspired me to see. And I, I wanted to say also, I had said something about him on a podcast and, and it, and I really felt bad about saying um, what I did. And I wanted to, say that I was, I apologize because I totally mistook it. I said about him walking fast. My dad always walks fast. He's tall. And I guess I just, in my, you know, being self, you know, being depressed or, you know, feeling sorry for myself. Um, but he, my dad was absolutely, you know, he, he married my mom and he was only 13 years older than me and 12 years older than my brother. And he raised us and he supported us. My real dad was out of the picture. And when I went to see him in New York, he took us everywhere. He took us to the ball game and he was fantastic. But I think a lot of, a lot of, he inspired me, I think, just because I think about how many miles he walks a day. He just constantly walks everywhere and how fit he is. He doesn't even drive. He just walks. And, um, but you know, watching somebody and he's like, he climbed a volcano, like one of the, he was the oldest person. I think he's 67. He was the oldest person in um, Asia to, to do this, this, uh, trap up this volcano, um, which is really cool. So I think he is, when you see somebody doing all that and being all that active, that's older than you. And you're like, I can't do anything because I'm don't, you know, cause I weigh too much and I gained all this weight. I think being with him and his daughter, Ava, my stepsister, uh, kind of inspired me to really do different. And, and another thing, my, Michael's been really proud of me. My brother has been, is really proud of me. He said, you know, you got to stick with it for a lifetime to be healthy because he's just concerned about my health. Yeah. So, um, but I wanted to say that, you know, just really put it out there that Mark's been, you know, inspiration. He's the only dad I've ever really had. And, um, he, he really did make me feel inspired. So I thank I thank God for that because, I want to live long, weighing way more than I should, and my liver enzymes are up, so I'm working on getting those down. But I started being pre-diabetic, and that's gone. So that's I'm awesome. really, yeah. I'm, so I'm so super excited about that, and I hope this, you know, somebody else will be inspired to lose weight because if you can eat what you want, if you just keep in those calories, I try to stay under 1,200 a day. I use my Fitness Pal, and also everybody should write down everything they eat every day if they want to do it. I write everything down on it. It's a five-day planner. Every five days, it's a new piece of paper. And I I think that is 99% of my success is having to track everything. Because if you eat and you don't track it, you really don't realize what you're eating. Uh, uh, yeah, so. absolutely. And hey, I'm on Fitness Pal, so we could totally be friends. Yes, I'm uh, Lori C39. Now, now everybody's going to look for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can honestly say that I have actually, 
you know, we, we've, we've texted, you know, obviously trying to, right. you know, figure out when we were going to start recording again and hearing you lose weight has really, you know, not only moving to California has inspired me because everybody here wears, yeah. And they wear like the sports bra and, and like the workout. I mean, everybody here looks like really? they just came from the gym. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And so I'm like, you know what? I, I need to, I'm going to start, you know, being better. So I actually have started the paleo diet. Oh and, yeah. Uh, it, but it cuts out a lot of the things that I enjoy, like pasta and potatoes and rice. And of course I know they're starches. Isn't that but net carbs? Yeah. That's like bad carbs. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to still eat those things, but I'm going to eat them in moderation. I'm not going to eat them every day. Uh, you know, like if I decide that I want a potato, I can have a sweet potato instead. So of course I've been hiking up at Runyon Canyon, which, you know, yeah. is like the first time I did it, I thought I was going to die. Like, I'm <laughs> like, I can't make it. And <laughs> it was, it was crazy. It was just like, I'm going to die. I mean, if I could cry right now, I would, I just don't have any water in my body. <laughs> kind of thing it was um but i will say when i got to the top it was totally worth it because the views up there are gorgeous so and of course where i live in la i live you know in hollywood i live a block from hollywood boulevard and um i'm kind of at the corner of la brea and sunset uh so i could walk everywhere you know, so right. I walk down right. to the grocery store um, off of La Brea. I, you know, I walk up to the Marshalls on Hollywood. Uh, you know, I, I take I have an old English Bulldogs. Um, so I take him for a walk and sometimes we'll walk up and down um, Hollywood Boulevard. You know, it's just it's just kind of nice. weird with all the people not being there. Or are they just not there anymore? All that like I know when I went the last time I went, there's people everywhere. Plus, there were people dressed as characters. And, you know, <laughs> people is that still there? Back. People are starting to come back. Like you can always tell the tourists because they're the ones taking pictures of the Walk of Fame. And they're wearing Hollywood T-shirts. Yeah. And they're wearing Hollywood <laughs> T-shirts. And they, and they got the uh, the bags from, you know, the local like tourist, you know, areas. Shops. Yeah. And, you know, they're the ones that are on, you know, the, they're taking the tours and everything because the tours just started back up. Um, well, that's good. So I hope, I hope and they're the, also the ones that are walk that will start walking and then all of a sudden just stop right in front of you. And it's like, seriously, people like move. <laughs> so when I first got here in May, Hollywood Boulevard was dead. Um, I posted a picture on my Instagram of, you know, T-Rex wearing a mask because um, they have the they have a little T-Rex above the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Right. Yeah. And he's wearing a mask. And I made the comment, oh, if T-Rex with his short arms can wear a mask, you yeah, can I too. Yeah, I saw that. I remember that now. Yeah. And like you look in the background and there's like hardly any cars on Hollywood Boulevard. That's and I mean, crazy. They're, they're starting to come back now. And. But I know during when they were having like the protests and everything, that's where most of the people were marching. Um, that's where actually I went up to Hollywood Boulevard to march with them. A couple yeah, of my times. brother did too. My brother was there marching. I, I, I bet he, that's probably where he was. Yeah. He was with the crowd and he doesn't live far from there. Yeah. So, so that's, that's probably that's where, where he was because they right. would march from 
um, Hollywood and Vine down Hollywood to La Brea, turn on La Brea, uh, march down La Brea to Sunset, which is not very far. It's like a couple of blocks and then march down Sunset. Um, I mean, but there was also different groups of protesters everywhere. Um, so some, you know, but they would all like all end up like joining. Um, but it was really cool to see like, you know, the protests. Um, I would have loved to be, I mean, I, of course I saw videos and stuff, but I'm sure being in the middle of it had to be because I think if I, if I had lived somewhere where I happen to live in a red state, (laughs) so, um, actually they just had a uh, a group pro um protesting that they didn't want them to take down confederate statues which i'm like are you freaking kidding me like what's that gonna i mean why what is your problem with them taking them down you know is it taking away your you know i i don't understand it but yeah so so being in there had to be incredible i bet Oh, it was, it was so incredible. And, you know, I, I marched actually with, uh, with Thurston, my bulldog. I took him, you know, to some of the, uh, marches and everything. And, you know, just being there was just incredible. And it was even more incredible during Pride Week. I mean, that was, you know, to see, you know, them, you know, take their stand and on the Black Lives Matter, you know, it was just, it was breathtaking. It really was. And, you know, I know there's probably several celebrities that went down and marched, you know, obviously you probably wouldn't have recognized them because I mean, there was tens of thousands of people there, but it was just right. really cool to, to be a part of history. Cause it, it is, cause it is, Absolutely. it is part of history and it was yeah. really neat. And, you know, I, you know, I sent, I sent videos and, and pictures to my friend Delvin or our friend Delvin. And, you know, it was just, it was really cool to be a part of that and to see that. And they still do protest every now and then they're a lot smaller. Um, I have an app well, called Citizen. I don't think they're over. I think that they'll probably with things going on right now, I can imagine um, yeah. with them talking about, you know, po- postponing the election and all that. I don't think. You know, if we had to have a civil war, I think that I think that people would definitely stand up. Nobody is going to accept any more of what's going on right now. I think people are absolutely done accepting the lies and the corruption um, that's going on that has been allowed to keep going on and on and on to the point. It's just I've heard things about them saying. I've heard things, and because the Republican National Convention, they're not letting any press in. I've heard comments and people say in like little whispers that it's possible that the Republicans will drop him and pick somebody else. I abs- And then you have people saying that absolutely would never happen because they're, they have stood with him all this time and they'll sink with him. Um, so I believe, you know, I, I'm hoping, I would love for them to pick somebody else. Absolutely. I mean, that would be great. We wouldn't have to be wor- as worried, you know what I mean? But I just uh, something needs to be done because we became a we're we're pretty much like Russia right now and or, or like Hitler's Germany. Um, and I don't feel comfortable in this. And I live in a state where the people here, I'll tell you one thing. There was a guy here that lived here and this is two years ago, whatever, a guy that lives in the city I live in, in Kentucky. And he goes around He on Halloween. He was dressed as he had his kid was Adolf Hitler and he was one of Hitler's men and they were wearing the Schwarzenegger on the arm. I mean, complete uniform. But they said this guy wears the same 
thing out to dinner. He doesn't just wear it for Halloween. He wears it out about town. And it makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> that I, I mean, and, and, you know, most of the family and, you know, a lot of the family of, you know, my, you know, my spouse and around here are, you know, are not, they are definitely right wing conservatives. And it's very hard for me because I don't understand after all this time and after everything that's been done, you would think at some point, I don't care if the guy is Democrat, Republican, whatever, but after all the corruption, everything that's been going on, you would think that they would say, okay, we're good people and we are not going to, we're not going to accept this. But it seems the worse he does, the more they stand, people stand. I don't know about, you know, family because I haven't talked to anybody about it. But you would think, and a lot of people I know that voted for him would never vote for him again. But I just hate how we're living right now where it's so easy. This guy was, did you see about the guy in the, in the rest, was it a rest, restaurant that slapped the heck out of this woman? No, I didn't. That just happened. He, she, he was in there and he was yelling, white power, white, uh, he's with the Aryan nation and all this. And he had swastikas on his chest and his pants were open. And they were telling him, hey, God, there's kids around here. And the restaurant, um, the waitress or something came up to him and said, hey, you know, you can't do that. And he hit her, punched her, put his fist and punched her as hard as he could in her face. And he got arrested, of course. When he got arrested, he didn't get hurt. Just like the guy. Did you see the guy in the middle of Manhattan on the Black Lives Matter was out there with dumped a can of paint and was trying to move it around with his hands over the Black Lives Matter sign? Oh, uh, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, he, this was just, no, this just, this was just like a few days ago yeah. in New York. They treated him like he was, you know, they didn't treat him like they treated black people when they arrest him for stuff. Yeah. I mean, this guy was treated like, you know, no, you know, very nicely, picked him up very nicely, said, sir, you can, you know, put him in handcuffs. I mean, how sick of an individual do you have to be to go pour paint over Black Lives Matter in New York City on the street? Why? Yeah. How much of an ass racist do you have to be? But these people usually were hidden before. Now they're just able to show it because, you know, they're, the leader thinks it's all right. So they, they just showing themselves now. And people have said, I've had many of my friends that are African American say to me, they've always been there. They just don't openly show their racism like they can now. Yeah. And I think 2020 has brought the, you know, the ugly out in people. Um, you know, being on Twitter, I mean, literally, it's it's horrible on Twitter. You know, it's oh, like yeah. people are so bored being locked in their houses right. that, I mean, the ugliness is in, in humanity is just starting to come out. And I've actually had to uh, kind of step away from Twitter a little bit. Like, obviously, you know, I don't post on there as much as I used to. Because 2020 has just brought the ugliness out in people. And, you know, it. I have found in 2020 that people who have voted for the Republicans, um, there's some that are the nicest people that you'll ever meet. And they, you know, but they're just conservative. Um, but they're not racist. And then you have those that are and but, you exactly. have, but it's both sides it's not just one side right. that's what i don't understand because i know that his family are good people you know i know they're good people i know that they are not racist i know that they are um care about people so i just but what i don't understand is 
when do you step away from this person that's a criminal? I don't, I understand you want conservative values that you're absolutely, that's what they want. And, and I, I understand that, you know, their values of, you know, that's their right as an American, but we all have a rights as American, which have been taken away, especially by, you know, unarmed, um, you know, military going in and stealing people off the streets in Portland. I mean, some of the crap that's been going on um, from above is just horrible. Not letting us protest without getting maced in the streets. Um, we are allowed to protest. That is our right in yeah. the Constitution. And, you know, being tr- stopping people from, you know, from being able to express themselves unless it's for that. He's never, ever said anything about the uh, about the KKK marching or any of that. But, you know, I saw Rudy Giuliani put a tweet out there that's saying that Black Lives Matter is, and he said, Black Lives Matter is anti-American. Okay, Rudy Giuliani has got some major mental problems, and Black Lives Matter is about, and then I have people say, you hear people saying, well, all lives matter. Okay, Black lives have to matter before all lives can matter. Exactly. Because right now, Black lives are the problem. I actually people, had a friend of mine who who explained it, who who put it in great terms and uh, let's see if I can remember. Okay. If somebody's house is on fire and you call the fire department to put out their house. Well, yes, all houses matter, but your house isn't on fire right now. Your neighbor's house is on fire. So I get that your house matters too, but your house will matter when your house is on fire to the, uh, to the fire department. And until, and until your house is on fire, your house still matters, matter. but it's not the top priority right now. Absolutely. And that I is, loved how it was explained that way. It's like, yes, absolutely. That was perfect. Perfect so, explanation. And, yeah. and when we, we see these things, we see that guy blatantly murdering him on the street with his knee and people saying, stop, you're going to kill him. I mean, you have that level of violence where he's on him for almost nine minutes. Yeah. And kills a man in the street or Brianna Taylor, who has no justice yet. There's nothing where yeah. they came in and she's sleeping in her bed. They, they were so trying to get to a guy that they already had locked up and they murdered this poor woman. Yeah. And not, you know what? I don't give a crap what suit you're wearing. You have no right to murder somebody. And absolutely. And you I know, think a I lot of cops, you know, there's there's bad apples. There's great cops. I have friends that are cops. My yeah. brother-in-law was a state trooper for 10 years. I don't think for once, I think they are wonderful, fantastic human beings, and they would never. But the problem is when you have a small group, of, it's just kind of people said, oh, but the protesters, they're damaging property, blah, blah, blah. No, it was a small group of people that were doing the wrong thing. But when yeah. you have a small group of people even though they say it's more widely common than we know. But if you have a small group of people out of a group that is doing things like that, then it makes the whole group look bad. I mean, that's just how it is. And Absolutely. I'm sad to say it, but in some areas of the country, and obviously that police department, um, are, and they've proven that police department to be a problem. Um, you know, it, it needs, we, you can't treat, if that had been a white guy, it would have been, totally different situation um you know he used to work with that guy before as a bouncer and i I don't know what the issue was but the way he just was with his hands in his pocket and murdered that man and other cops stood around and let it happen it makes me sick to my stomach i couldn't watch the whole video 
Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I, I, I I just couldn't watch it. George, like, I just horrible. I couldn't do it. I cried just knowing. Yeah. I mean, How do I, you do I, this? We I are have all learned in 2020 that you're just as guilty of what those cops did if you're not standing up and and speaking right. out. Threatened that girl who videoed. They threatened her and made death threats, and she couldn't do anything against all those male cops. There was nothing she tried. She told them there was nothing she can do. What she did is what needed to happen because it was able to be seen. And I've had many black people say to me, Lori, this always has been going on. We just now have video evidence of it. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference is that we have video evidence of it. And it just, you know, for most people, human beings all have the same blood inside. We are all made the same way, except our skin's different because of the part of the country or whatever we're from. Or the world, I'm sorry. From what part of the world you're from, your your skin tone is based, I guess, climate. I don't know. But whatever it is, it doesn't matter because we're all people. There's not one person that's better than another person for any reason. Absolutely. Are there smarter people? Yes. Thinner, fatter, whatever. Yes. But we're all, we all have the same souls. We all are human beings and we all hurt and we still bleed the same way. And exactly. how dare you treat any human being? that way because some there are some cops that were either were bullies in high school bullies whatever and they just want to keep being bullies there's some cops that are were sick of being bullied and now they get to be the bully and you know those are the small portion and then you have wonderful cops like my friends that i have their police officers my brother-in-law who is a police officer that they care about every single human being out there i mean that's how it is that's what they're here to protect and serve us not to attack us yeah. So, yeah, I have a very deep and being almost I'll be 55 years old this month and being, you know, 55 years old, the things I've seen from, the, you know, growing up in New York to moving to, you know, Connecticut, then moving to the Midwest where, you know, racism and, you know, um, I was Jewish and it was horrible being a Jewish person in a school of 2000 kids and there only being six Jews. Very, very difficult. They're not accepting of other people that are not like them. And that's, I think, a majority of issues with people is yeah. the people that are racist, sexist, religious, have problems with religious beliefs. Those are people, they're insecure for one, and they can't accept anybody that's not like them. You agree they with that? They can't accept anybody that's not like them because people it, it, as, as a whole are usually general, generally afraid of what they don't understand. Um, and that, tends to be a problem that tends to you know racism isn't you know people aren't born racist they're taught to be Absolutely. racist yes uh, it's it's you know my grandson is six his best friend is, is african-american they are best friends they are like um peanut butter and jelly yeah you know it racism is taught and People need to just at, at this. It's 2020 people. It, you know, get over it. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, purple, orange, yellow, pink, you know, red, maroon, fuchsia, whatever. You know, we're all the same on the inside. And, you know, it, it's just we all deserve justice. We all deserve, you know, respect. Um, unless you do something that, you know, obviously, you know, like killing another person, those people don't obviously deserve respect. Absolutely. They, they have taken another human life. They deserve, you know, punishment 
you know. Absolutely. I don't care what color you are. If you do something like that, whatever, you deserve the same punishment. Just like they made a comment about um, the charges or the with Epstein and he was with underage girls and sex and all that. And they're, you know, linked, you know, you know who to uh, possibly. But they also said something about Clinton. And somebody said, you know, would you not, I don't care who it is, would you not want the same, at the same persecution or prosecution, whatever, for him as you would for the other? Absolutely. I don't care if they're what they are. If, if somebody in the Democrat Party, the Republican Party, I don't care, the liberal, I don't give a crap. Anybody that does something with children deserves the worst punishment and I wouldn't care who they are. So no, you can't play sides. No, you, know, you, can't, you really can't. And and the problem with, you know, 2020, it's not it's not just that 2020 is a year that is just trying to kill it us. It feels like 1960 again is what it feels like. Yeah, and I didn't even live then. I was born till 65, but still. <laughs> and but, you know, 2020 has taught everybody, or well, at least it's taught me that there's a lot more problems in this world. And, and yes, we've come a long way with certain things. But there's also still a major problem. You know, I, I was, I was here during, you know, the riots and, and the pro, the protest and the riots were two totally different things. And, and I want to make that clear to people that the protests were peaceful. The riots were not. The riots. Same way now, same way today. Yeah. That were, you know, they were using the protests as a reason to go out and just be assholes, to be thugs, to be, you know, whatever. And, you know, it was, it was, I watched it on TV, you know, reporters, right. you know, reporting live in Santa Monica. And there was people of all colors coming out of these buildings. Oh, absolutely. Stuff, you know, and it's, you know, you can't say, oh, it's Black Lives Matter that's causing this. No, 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 no. They you know were that they've totally proven different some of them were white were white supremacists that were doing it to tr to stir up trouble. Exactly, and so you know, the only difference between you know the Rodney King riots and right. today is that we have cell phones, and you know, well, they had video of that. I mean, they had yeah, but we have cell phones that that people you know, it's not just. It's and it's also different from the 1960s because there's video evidence of it. You know, racism has always been there. Oh, absolutely. It's and always it been there. It's, and it will continue. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's embedded deep into our country. And I don't think it's right. I don't think it's no. right at all. I don't think racism of any color is right. You know, whether it's it's white on black or, or religion or, or yeah. persecution for any beliefs that anybody might have. Because you know what? We all have gay, straight. Um, you know, by who cares? Yeah. What is if it you're not affecting you? your life? Why do exactly. you care what you do? That, you know, I, I know somebody closely that has a problem with gay people. And I'm like, what does it affect? And it, and obviously it's a problem because I am, you know, my, two of my kids' father, my first husband, he is now, he married again after me and then he came out. And their father's gay. And my daughter's husband's mother is a lesbian and you know what i said what do you care if somebody is gay what does it how does it affect your life whatsoever yeah, are you is in it, their is it bedroom you from living your life is it preventing you from paying your bills is it preventing exactly. you from from you know 
be in whatever religion you are. If well, the you know, answer the is no, then you have nothing to say. The same person says to me, okay, listen to this. The same person says to me, stop watching politics. Stop looking at politics. Stop looking. There's nothing you're going to do about it. Stop it. I don't want to hear about politics. Don't talk about politics. So it doesn't affect me. And, and there's nothing I can do about it. It's not affecting me personally. So that person is saying this on one side and the other side, it bothered. They don't want to be around gay people. So I asked that person and it's, you know, somebody I know, but they said, I said, what if it was your child that ended up being gay? Well, I don't think I'd want to be around. Are you freaking telling me seriously? I mean, are you fucking kidding me? You're telling me that you would not be in your child's life because they preferred a different sex. And I, and, and you can't, I can't be friends with that. I can't be friends with that person. I can't be friends with somebody that can't let people live or they're pretending they don't care about stuff, but you know, really they you know for to say that i mean i have a, i have gay friends i've always had gay friends i don't have there's no they're just like everybody else except they choose a different person to have sex with yeah. and be with and live their life with what does that affect you if this if now if there's a guy pretending to be a woman and then they hit on you and you go on a date with them that's a different story i can understand why you'd be upset absolutely if they didn't tell you you know i, I mean any that's just normal but there's no reason why you can't be friends with somebody that is gay. It makes absolutely. absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Why? What about black? And, what about black? What's wrong with what is the difference in skin tone? There are people that are so much more well-educated than this friend, much more educated that are black, purple, gray. I don't care. Much yeah. more intelligent because the color of their skin makes you different. No. I am freaking sorry. No. You know what? I got made fun of when I was young because I'm half Italian. And I had, as a little girl, I had hairier legs than most, I think. Obviously. I think, I think saying, Italians are just generally more hairy than people. Right. So I, I could I, be wrong. Time, I mean, I'm stereotyping Italians, but. Well, I'm also Romanian, which is a dark, you know, is a darker skin. My grandmother's Romanian, whatever, but it doesn't matter. I got made fun. I remember, and I'm going to say this, and I, I something I never repeated to anybody because honestly, this will be the first time I'm talking about it, and it was so hurtful. Okay, I went to a private Jewish school in in Connecticut when I was in seventh grade. I went because uh, my little brother went, and um, and I went, and I just I needed to get away from what my dad Mark told me that you know I was having some kids trouble with kids at school. We had just moved to a new school and everything. So I don't even remember what's going on. But I went to the Shishiva. And the teacher, okay, she treated me different. And she was not, she was not, she was a science teacher. She wasn't Jewish, but it, which didn't matter because not all the teachers were Jewish, whatever. But she um always treated me, was kind of not nice to me. And I, I felt that all the time. She pulled me aside one time and told me I needed to take a bath because I looked dirty. And I had had a bath that night. I had a bath every night. And I just, my skin was darker. So she told me I needed to take a bath because I looked dirty. I was a little girl, 12 years old. And if you don't think that's a horrible thing, but that people, she judged me by the way my skin looked and accused me of being dirty. She was a really white, blonde hair, extremely light-complected woman. 
Now, can you imagine as a 12-year-old girl how that would make you feel? I scrubbed myself three times a day after that, every day, and it never changed. I still looked the same. But can you imagine what's going through a 12-year-old at the time? Oh, I can And imagine. I never told this to anybody. I didn't tell this to my dad. I didn't tell it to my mother. I never told it to anybody because I was so humiliated. Yeah. Because of my skin color. So that's kind of me to me that's a form of kind of racism oh absolutely. because i look different my skin color was darker because i was half italian and most of those kids in the jewish school were not italian most you know i mean they're just not yeah. so yes I, so regardless i have definitely dealt with uh, you know um discrimination because of my religion i feel like i was discriminated against because my skin was darker than everybody else's and they are and and I think about it, and I I think just talking about the skin thing just brought that brought that memory back. Yeah. So well, even in that one time for me, to imagine living that every damn day of your life. Oh, I I can imagine. Um, I'm part Russian and part Cherokee Indian, and I remember I was. And you're gorgeous. And oh, you're beautiful. Well, thank you. Um, and so are you. But I remember the Boston uh, Marathon bombings. Right. And when it came out that, you know, immediately that they thought the Russians were behind it. I was working as a waitress at the time at an Irish at an Irish uh, restaurant. And I remember immediately everybody turning to look at me when they, you know, came out. Wow. And I'm thinking, you know, not all Russians are part of the Russian mafia. Not all Russians are looking to, um, you know, hijack the, the election. Not all Russians are, are, you know, bombers. Not all Russians are bad. There's bad groups. There's groups of bad people in every religious groups. There's exactly. those, um, there's the Jewish Defense League. Um, there's all different groups that are there, that are, you know, not what most people in that, group stamp just like kind of like the bad people in every group like there's the, the few bad cops few bad people in the you know the protests the same thing you have yeah, a group exactly. and then everybody automatically assumes when something's wrong that you're part of that group i mean that's absolutely there are extremists in everything like there's the hasidic jews they're the ones with the you know have the curls by their face and and i'm you know, I was around Hasidic Jews that one year of my life because there were Hasidics there, but they lived their lifestyle totally different, like kind of like Pentecostals in a way. Yeah. Um, it's totally different than how I was raised as reform, you know, conservative reform pretty much. And I haven't studied religion since I'm 14. So yeah. pretty much, you know, I just believe in God and that's, you know, I don't really study religion. That's my business. Everybody has that right to study whatever the heck they want and believe whatever they want. And I like discussing it with people that, we could talk about stuff and that's just how it is. I've had people, Michael, every, all of us have had people that try to convert us since we lived here in this part of the country. I mean, like try, I, I, I don't know if, you know, I told you this, but when I married my first husband, his mother told him and, and not anything against anybody, but she said, I would rather him marry a black than a Jew because the that's Bible terrible. says she was, she was a general Baptist and the Bible says something about being unequally yoked. If he marries a Jew, he's going to hell. Well, now he's with, you know, he's gay. So I don't know yeah. how she feels. Well, she's passed away, but it doesn't matter. I mean, anybody could take thou shall not be unequally yoked and change it and put it anywhere they want to or however unequally yoked stands to them. 
But that's what she said to me. I don't, you know, I mean, I was, you know, 18 year old kid at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just people just these, I, I hate extremists of anything. I don't hate. I dislike extremists of things. I do hate Nazis. I do hate anybody that doesn't believe we're all equal and all the same. I'm sorry, but I cannot be friends with somebody that does not believe that we are all anybody who believes in God to think that they're superior than anybody else. Yeah. And obviously does not know what they're as obviously just not very smart. Exactly. And because God created us all. Yeah. If you believe that, if you believe that, if not, I don't care. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, everybody believes in, in what they believe in. And I was baptized as an Episcopalian. But when someone asked me, you know, I, I've been asked before, what religion are you? I'm spiritual. Like, I, I right. try to not go by necessarily religion because that tends to, you know, put you. Divide. Yes, it divides. It puts you in a, in a, in a bucket. And I don't want to be put in a bucket. You know, I'm already put in a bucket because I'm Russian, especially when the elections come around. You know, I, I do. I had some. I would never even think that for one second about you because you're Russian. I mean, that's just there's yeah, lots of Russian Americans. It has nothing to do with Putin and all the bull crap that's going on now. Yeah. I mean, most Russians don't even like Putin. I mean, like, you know, no. And he's in charge now to like 1934 or something. Yeah. And also, like, I, I have a there's a lot of Russians that live in my apartment building. There's a lot of Russians that live um, in the area that I live in. And I think I, my, the rabbi in that one school was actually, he was a Russian Jew. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Uh, and I not, the only reason I know that they're Russian is because I can, uh, when they start, like, sometimes when they're on the phone, like, you know, my grandmother spoke Russian. So right, okay. I know when, you know, I know a Russian when I, when I, I hear right, like when I hear Yiddish or whatever, Hebrew, I know. <laughs> yeah. Same difference. It's, it's not that I'm stereotyping them. I just, they're speaking in Russian and, and I can pick up some of the stuff that they're saying. And I know a little bit of Russian, but you know, they're like the nicest people that you'll ever meet. Um, you know, most of them, I mean, like, like we said, there's bad apples in every group. There's bad well, apples in, you know, black lives. Do you, you know, know what my best friends are? I'll tell you my best friend, Manish, um, and his wife, Amanda, Manish is Indian. He's Hindu. Um, and then my friend, Fevzi, He's from Turkey and he, he's Muslim and we, they work, both work for me. They're both now, Manish owns many restaurants. He's doing very well for himself and Fevzi does very well for himself. But you know what? Never once did my Judaism, his being Muslim and his, be, and, and Fevzi and Manish are best friends. They do everything together. Yeah. One's Hindu, one's, we, never once have we ever had an issue. We joked about us, both Jewish people and Muslims not eating ham. Me and Fevzi have, but never once did their, our religion, we didn't even discuss it. And, you know, he's, he's religious. His wife's Christian. They raised their boys to know both religions. Um, and, you know, Fevzi's, we never even had an issue because we were just people. Yeah. We are just people. We look different. They both have accents. Um, guess what? Who gives a crap? I yeah. love them. I love Manish is like, he would do anything for me and I would do anything for him. We've worked together for, and his wife since 2000. I've known them since 2001. And we're, and no matter what, if I ever need anything, Manish would be there in a second. Yeah. 
And, a and that's the type of person to surround yourself with are good people that, that look past skin color. They look past religion. They look past, you know, um, your, your sex, whether you're male, female, uh, you know, gender right. neutral, you know, non-binary. I mean, there's so many different things nowadays. If somebody can look past all that, then you know, that's I have the people you need to surround yourself with. Camillison. And I met her, I think, in 2005. She went to a diabetes walk to my daughter's juvenile diabetes. And Michael was going to be there. And she was a fan of Michael's. And her group of them were the Rosenbaum team. And they came down. And I met Camillison. And I'll tell you what. It, she She's African-American. She fell in love with Doug. She actually fell in love with Doug driving to my house to come see me. And she and Doug ended up getting married. They're married till this day, to this day. Still married, happy. And she, you know, one thing, she did this for me. Okay? She you know, knew me, I was married to um, Courtney's dad, and I went through divorce and everything. She sent me, when I got married, she sent me this gorgeous, beautiful Tiffany vase, and then a Tiffany sangria set with the, um, with the pot, and the, what, the glasses and the pitcher. And, okay, I had an issue going on. She freaking co-signed, and still is a co-signer, on one of my daughter's student loans. Because I went through a divorce and everything, I was going through stuff, so she did that for me. This woman, I don't, do you think I care that she's, uh, we talk about all that stuff. Like I posted something she didn't like because it was a body uh, about, it was a big woman wearing a Trump bathing suit or whatever. And she said, Lori, you should take that down. You shouldn't, you know how you feel about stuff like that. That's, you know, that's kind of, that's shaming, that's fat shaming. And we talked, we, t we, you know, went back and forth just talking forever because we've known each other for so long and I never see her. She lives in South Carolina. I don't care what color she is. It doesn't matter. She is like the best friend I've ever had. Next, you know, you too. <laughs> but I mean, I, she has, who does that for somebody? Her and Doug, I think Doug actually, who I met once, co-signed my daughter's student loan. I met him once. I called her crying because of the situation. It was back in 2014 and Courtney going to West Virginia and she said, I'll call you back. Call me back five minutes later and said, Doug will co-sign her loan. Who does that? That's, Do a, that's a real friend. That is a real, who, who? What, it, did it matter? Did she care that I was a Jewish white girl? Yeah. Did she care about any of that? No, absolutely not. She didn't judge me because of my situation. She was there for me. And you know what? I, that's what it makes me so sick when I see this. I have my daughter was engaged to an African-American and they're not engaged anymore, but she dates, she likes, she just always has dated men of color. She likes men of color. That's her choice. Absolutely. Will, it, will I love him any less? Or if she has kids, will I love my grand? Hell no. No. So for, for me, all of this is much more than who's leading. The country. It's about what he's what the, he's standing for and what is going on as far as you know what it's bringing out in people. Yeah. And 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 that's what the sad part is. And he, you know what? I'm 55 years old. I don't think a guy his age. And I think Biden's kind of too old. But if I had to choose between the two, I'm picking Biden. But I really think we need to have some young people in office. And get some like McConnell. He needs to go. I can't wait to vote him out. Um, yeah. But we need to get some of these people. He's been there for 30 years. He needs to go. We need to bring in people now. Yeah.
Well, that's why I, I enjoy, um, and people who follow me on Twitter and follow me on Instagram and follow, you know, and are friends with me on Facebook know that I make fun of both sides. Because, and the reason I make fun of both sides is because the last few elections, we haven't had anyone that has really been like, you know, the best of the best. It's right. like, it, it, the last few the elections, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly that. The last two elections have felt like, okay, who's the best, who's the better of the two evils? You know, I posted something, um, the other day that, uh, somebody got, or on my story, um, on Instagram that somebody got upset about. And it says, um, it said something about Biden being so close to picking his, uh, um, yeah, it says Biden campaign says he's so close to picking a VP pick. He can smell her. And he's one of smelling my, people's hair or something. Yeah. yeah. And okay. one of my, one of my friends goes, really? And I went, it's a joke. Yeah, and he goes, absolutely. oh, okay, my bad. I'm like, I make fun of both sides, so nobody knows who I'm going to vote for because that's nobody's business who I'm voting for. Right. Well, I can't. I, you know what? I, I can't say that because of the fact that I, I mean, my beliefs are my, you know, uh, yeah. what I was raised to believe, how I believe, does not align with what's going on right now. So I, I'm, I'm will say who I'm going to vote for because I just can't. Um, you know, if it offends anybody, I'm sorry, but I would say 70% of the country's with me, but I'm yeah. going to vote for, you know, people being taken care of healthcare for all people not standing in mile long lines to wait to give their kids food because there's not enough money coming in because of this pandemic. But yeah. we can give all these billions of dollars to companies and to these rich, to rich multi, you know, billionaires into um, getting F-150 or whatever they're called, not called trucks. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The fighter yeah, planes the, or whatever. Yeah, the private planes. Um, I will say that my closest friends, um, you being one, know who I'm voting for. Oh, yeah. Because we've yeah. had conversations about it. But, right. Like, but, you know, being like the general population and being an actress, you know, I do have to walk a fine line between both parties. So I make fun of both parties because I'm like. Right. That yeah. And that's your job. I mean, that's absolutely. If you started like saying. You know, if you start saying one was the king of the world and the other one was whatever, then I would probably say, what are you thinking? What are you smoking? Yeah. <laughs> so my my thought process is the fact that because I'm an actress and I really have to be careful about. Absolutely. That's why things. a lot haven't spoken out. But there are some and especially on in Instagram or whatever. Um, I know my you know, my brother hasn't spoken out, but he did post himself marching um, yeah. with Black Lives Matter. So, you know, but um I would have to say most of Hollywood, in my opinion, is there are definitely a few outcasts there, but most of Hollywood is probably um, liberal. And I would say that because they work with uh, just because they that's just how it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a very liberal state. I, I and coming from Virginia, that oh, yeah. this is their first uh, like uh, Democratic um, controlled government. Right. Um, Things are very different. I mean, it's like night and day. Um, Virginia is still very a very conservative state. Um, and I'm not saying anything bad about my home state. You know, I love Virginia. Right. But they're still living kind of in the dark ages a little bit. Right. And kind of like, the, like the state I live in. <laughs> yeah. And coming out to California has just been an eye-opening experience because of, you know, the protest and Pride Week. You know, I, 
I'm sure Virginia has had Pride Week, but it wasn't as, you know, right all over as it is here. Do you know um, what's weird about here? I went into the grocery store and I bought, I got New York Giants masks. So it says New York on the front of it. And I was almost scared because I didn't know how somebody here would react and think, oh, New York, she's this, she's that. Because that's how people, that's how a lot of people are. And um, nobody said anything to me yet. One girl um, that was bagging just said, oh, what is that? I said, oh, it's my favorite football team, which it was the New York Giants, whatever. And that was that. But, you know, you kind of almost have to be scared because of how people are acting out at this point. Yeah, so. it's, it's very scary. You have to, you know, everybody's walking on eggshells. And nobody should be walking on eggshells. No, it shouldn't like, be like that. On. We need it's our country. We are one country. This is the United States of America. It is not the two separate and, you know, two, but it, that's what it, that's what it's been. And I can't wait for something to happen that brings everybody back together and where these hateful people stay locked in their houses and don't come out and do the things they're doing because nobody deserves to be treated like that. And, and I'm, the next time that we, you know, on our next podcast, I definitely, I want to talk more about, you know, I think what we talked about is fantastic. Um, I think a lot of people are feeling and, and, you know, have, have thoughts about what's going on also, but I want to talk about too, how, how it affects our mental health, because I know you said you were also really, um, having an issue. And obviously we don't have time because we're, you know, right about over an hour now, but, um, we, I think we definitely should talk about how, how this pandemic is emotionally, um, playing with people, um, I know I haven't been out of my house except to the doctor and I've been to the grocery store maybe three or four times now in the last month. I hadn't been anywhere since February at all, not left the house at all. So I kind of think we, we should talk about, because there's people that are really struggling. Um, and, and like you said, you're going crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I met your brother at the end of February at galaxy con. Right. Uh, I met Michael. Um, really nice guy um when he was he didn't really know who i was until he started like signing my my lex luther pop that i had brought right and you know it's just it's so crazy how you know i was able to give your, your brother a hug back in february and now you have to stay six feet apart from. I haven't had a hug from him in three years, so I will tell you that you are very fortunate, <laughs> very fortunate, because I moved to Florida when he last visited here, and so I didn't get to see him. So I haven't seen him, and I'm used to seeing him twice a year, yeah. and I haven't seen him in three years, so it's been hard. So I'm, I'm very jealous of that hug that you got <laughs> from him, but I'm very glad that you got one. I'm, I'm glad you got dirty looks by other people because you got one and they didn't. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's terrible for him too. Can you imagine being somebody that's constantly running and going and going, which you were, I mean, but Michael's like 24 seven, yeah, flying everywhere, doing everything. And then all of a sudden you can't. Yeah. I mean, but I will it, say he's one of the nicest people. He's so down to earth and, um, he's like that to everybody too. I mean, that's, that's yeah. good that you're saying that. Yeah. He's just, he's such a genuine person. Like, you know, I mean, n knowing what I know about you and, and us being as close as we are, I figured, you know, Michael's got to be a, a down-to-earth person. But in some ways, it's like, you know, I've seen you in, you know, I remember seeing him in um, Urban Legend. And, yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, that's Michael Rosenbaum. It was just, you know, it was 
urban legend. And I love right. horror movies, so I watched it. But you just, I guess it's it's like, it, you know, and being an actress myself, you know, I've I've met quite a few, you know, other actors. Um, and people would be surprised how down to earth most of them are. I mean, there's some that are, you know, not as down I've heard to some earth. are pretty jerky, not from him, but I've heard from yeah. other people. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes with the territory. I mean, people are jerky and not celebrities. So, you yeah, know, I think and it's some just... people I think are they're too good for their, you know, you hear a lot of stuff coming out about Ellen right now. I don't know how true it is or not, but there's been some celebrities that have actually come out and said that too, that have yeah. agreed that, that that's how they are. They treat her. A guy that just interviewed with her, he was told he was not allowed to look at her. Um, don't look her in the eye. I mean, just all kinds of weird stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that she has this persona of being such a nice caring, loving person, but behind the scenes, I hate fake people, you know, be who you're going to be. If you're, you know, if you're a nice person, be a nice person. But if you're going to act like you're this wonderful, fantastic person, and then treat people like crap behind the scenes, then, you know, they said they got treated totally differently than, you know, her A-celebrities. Um, it was yeah. definitely, you know, very cold. Um, and, and that's just heartbreaking, you know, to hear that because, you know, everybody's so, you know, open about Ellen and her, you know, she's obviously gay and very much about all that. And be kind is one of her things. And there's yeah. be kind shirts everywhere. And then you hear this, that she's not kind. Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of like, you know, do you ever get too big where you're just not decide you're not going to be nice anymore because you're better than everybody else? I don't think that should ever happen. I don't no. think anybody is better. You know what? You might be smarter. You might be have more money. You might be all these other things, but guess what? You're going to die. I'm going to die. That's just life. And you're not, it doesn't make you any more important when it comes down to anything than anybody else. I'm not more important than the homeless guy down the street, you know, Absolutely. When it comes, you know, just because you have, you know, more money or, you know, more friends or can do whatever you want because you're rich. That doesn't make you any more of a person than that, you know, the guy down the street that's sitting on a corner. Absolutely. So, and but, I yeah. just. Well, I just want to say that, you know, your brother was just absolutely just a very sweet, genuine person. Did you hear and... that, Michael? You're a genuine, <laughs> sweet person. I believe that, too. I've always seen Michael with other people, and he has never been anything but nice and kind to people. He's never rude. He, I don't care what he's doing. He takes the time. He's and... funny as hell, and, you know, he gives pretty good hugs. Yeah, I'm... well, stop, because I, like I said... <laughs> I'm his sister and I haven't seen him in three years and it sucks, but yeah. I, we'll come uh, out to okay. LA. You know, I know. I'm here, I ha I, here. You know what? One way or the other, I'm going, um, I'm going to come out there and see him. If he's not coming here, I'm definitely coming out there. So that's definitely going to happen. But absolutely. Next time we definitely need to get more in depth into this depression stuff because I know, you know, I've been happier. I, I would say because, you know, all you ever hear me talk about on this podcast is I got to lose weight. I'm so depressed. I'm so miserable. It's so hard. And it is hard. I'm not going to say it's easy, but I, you know, and so I'm, I it definitely, you can tell people tell me they can tell a difference in me immediately because my personality, I seem more happy and um, you definitely do. I will, I will say that you seem more upbeat and more, you know, just I'm proud of myself. I mean, and I appreciate you saying you're proud of me, but you know, my, my husband's not really into that. He's more like, well, all you got to do is shut your pie hole and not eat. So I can't say I'm proud of you. And that kind of is like a, kind of like one of those little jabs it's like really so he's not really that kind of person that's really wants to tells you how great you did or something so when you're at home and you're not around other people because everything that's going on 
it's kind of hard. You have to keep yourself pumped up. So, well, I'm going to start know. texting you every day and just say, I'm proud of you, Lori. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm I, like I said, I'm proud of myself. I have never in many years, it's been since 2012, I think that I really stuck to something more than a month and, and changed the, you know, changed myself um, to where I need to be. And like I said, I'm doing it for my health, but I'm also doing it because it makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, um, and you need to do it. You need to do it for yourself, not for anybody else. That's yeah. absolutely. This is 150% for me. And that's the thing. You do it for other people. You'll never be successful at it. I've done it before. I've been thin, all that. And then I gained all this weight and got really big. And I've never been this big in my life, but I could say that it's bigger than, you know, probably 90% of the population. And, and to lose 35 of it has been absolutely fantastic to put on stuff and it be too big or be able to fit in something you couldn't fit in is definitely exciting. And I have a long way to go, but you know what, if you're not proud of every minute and everything, every pound, you know, every pound is a victory. And so yeah, that's exactly. how I feel about it. It's a victory and I'm going to get to the finish line. And I think it'll take me at least another year to lose the 85 more pounds because, you know, it's going to be hard. And with my thyroid and all that, but I, I, I'm in it because I know I can eat what I want as long as I stay under a certain amount of calories. And that's what works for me. So, yes, definitely find me on my fitness pal. Don't expect to see exercise from me every day. But <laughs> but I'll like I like right now through this whole podcast, I've been pacing. I pace when I'm on the phone. So I've been pacing this whole time. So I probably tracked four miles. Um, of steps just by talking, just doing the podcast. So the podcast is great for me. So we need to make sure we keep doing it now. Yes. <laughs> so, but absolutely, um, we did make this a little long, but next week we can, you know, talk about the depression thing. Again, before we say goodbye, I want to say thank you to my father, Mark Rosenbaum, for inspiring me and, and being awesome and, you know, got to experience so much. I miss New York City. Just being there last year was wonderful. And my uh, sister, Ava, and she, my, she's my stepsister. She's awesome. And, um, you know, the inspiration from Mark has definitely helped me just watching somebody older than you do what they, you know, it's just unbelievable. I mean, who can walk that fast miles? I just wish I could do all that, but eventually we'll see. And I'm so proud of you, Lindsay, you made the move. You're doing what you need to do for your future, your career, and what's going to make you happy. And I know you went during a pandemic, but I know that there are going to be many great things to come for you. You're a very good hearted, awesome person. You're beautiful. You're a great actress. You deserve the best to happen for you. And I think that moving to LA was so smart because you have a whole many, many years ahead of you of uh, being a successful actress out there. And I can't wait to watch many more things that you're in. So I just want oh, you to know that you. I'm very proud of you for, for making that step and taking the risk of moving there because it's a risk. Yes. And um, I'm glad you did it because, you know, I'll be out there and I'll see you at some point. There's no doubt about it. I will be out there. So you don't live that far from my brother. So uh, yeah. there's, you know, it'll be fantastic. Well, I love you. And hey, everybody, too. thank you. Th thank you so much for um, tuning in. We're sorry that it was a little long, but it's been so long since we've done one. And um, hopefully we'll come up with something great for you guys next time. And then, yes, we need to get back to guests. So. Yes. Um, I, I still want to have that paranormal person on. Um, you have some actors you want to put on. We're still trying to get Michael on. We haven't been able to successfully be able to get through to to make that happen. But we're hoping that might happen at some point. So we're not promising because it, you know, well, he, I don't he know. can't see this. But if he's listening, you know, I'm I'm putting on the, the, the sad face, the, the little pouty face, hoping that, <laughs> you know, you'll 
come on, Michael, and, you know, talk about your depression and anxiety. And, you know, maybe you can give some tips to people outside of your own podcast. Because I know he has his own podcasts and, you know, he has lots crazy of great people on all that. Yeah. And yeah. he is. But I would also like to talk to him to talk about, you know, upcoming projects and stuff that he has going on, because I'm sure that, you know, we, you know, I, I, I just am proud of him and he's always helping people. And he, I mean, Michael just helped somebody, you know, with their cat. Um, he donated, um, you know, when I asked, he's, uh, and he, at the time he was donating to 15 other people for things. He donates to Ronald McDonald house. He does so much. So he is such a caring person that he, you know, if somebody's in need and he knows about it, he, he you know, he helps. And he, yeah, he's and I, he's just a genuine person. I mean, when this pandemic is is over, when it when and if it ever like you know exactly <laughs> goes away, you know, he's actually made me made me want to go and do more volunteer work once you know everybody's in the clear and you know it's not you know we're not under a safety issue of being around people. Like I would love right. to go and volunteer my time at, you know, Ronald McDonald house. I just don't, I mean, with all he does for him to find the time to make sure he does that. And then he's part of the, you know, feeding homeless um, and stuff like that. So we can get more into that stuff. Um, definitely. And uh, I'm so glad that we started back up again. It took us forever because there's always something going on, but we yeah. are definitely ready to keep the podcast going. And um, we are back. We are back. That's right. All right, Lindsay. Well, I will, we will talk soon and let me know when we're off.